Hello, and welcome to Apple Plus. My name's Jacob. And my name's Jeff. I'm Jacob's father. Um, so last episode, we were talking about the iPhone 13 and the iPhone 13 Pro that came out in new green colors, and we also talked about the new iPhone SE from the spring event, and we're kind of, um, now we're going to move on and talk about the new iPad Air. So what is the iPad Air? I'm looking here at um, kind of their description of it. It says it's supercharged by the Apple M1 chip. Tell me a little bit about that, Jacob. So we all know Apple's processing chips are kind of amazing. Um, but see, they came out with this chip over a year ago, which is, it's a long time, but this is an amazing chip. Especially for something like a device that you can hold in your hands. This is faster than most computers, which is crazy. And, you know, I have an iPad Pro sitting right in front of me. Um, and that also comes with the M1 chip. And that's something, you know, the M1 chip is crazy fast. And that's what um, the t- um, higher-end models are for, um, is a better device for computing and stuff like that. And I'll speak a little bit to the M1 chip, Jacob. You know, I, as you well know, I, um, I'm a computer enthusiast and, um, you know, I've been doing a lot lately in the Linux space and the Linux user space is actually very interested in the M1 chip. Why is that? Well, the M1 chip, first of all, is very fast. But second of all, its energy consumption is incredibly low. So it's like this ultimate chip that has really good processing speed and performance, but the energy consumption is significantly lower than Intel chips. And so, um, you know, for those that might be wanting to run, you know, low energy devices or something like that, the M1 chip seems to be a really interesting choice. And I, you know, recently um, acquired an Apple uh, Mac Mini, Mac Mini, and it, you know I've been playing around with that, and I think one episode we should probably just devote to an entire you know thing in terms of what I've learned from the Mac Mini. But I've been amazed by the Mac Mini in terms of you know using it and seeing how it runs, and it just never runs hot, and that's because of the M1 chip. It's just very very um, efficient. Yeah, and. That's what's crazy. Like an M1 chip, those are really fast computing devices and they've put it in a handheld device, which is just crazy. Like that, if you're saying like you have that other computer um, and that singular iPad Air, which is what like, a tenth of the size is faster. Like, that's crazy with how they're doing that. And that's why I think Apple has, you know, gotten away from their, from Intel chips and stuff like that. Because they can do this amazingly. And their chips are amazing. But going more into the iPad Air, um, let's talk about something a little less important. So the colors, I don't know, 
I don't like the colors from this year. Last year's colors I liked better, but the colors still great options. Like they've got all these different color options, but I liked last year's better. What do you think about that? I don't know. Last year's I'm looking at this year's. They look fine to me. Yeah, they're good colors. Just last year's I thought was a lot better. Um, but obviously you can't have good colors every single time but they're great colors um i'm looking i like the gray the blue looks pretty nice um the purple i like that they've got the rose gold which i like it but it reminds me of like regular ipad because didn't i think those come out and or they at least at one point came out in rose gold. But I think it's also, it might be um, similar to the M1 MacBook Air, I'm pretty sure comes out in rose gold, which is, um, so the Airs both, both get good colors. So when I look at the iPad Air description on their website, a couple of things come to mind. I love the adjectives that they give. Supercharged by the Apple in one chip. Ultra-wide front camera with center stage. Blazing fast 5G. Five gorgeous colors. I mean, who is in their marketing division? I mean, this guy must be a genius, right? Because it just yeah. pulls you right in. Okay, let's move on to the next thing. The camera. Um, I don't think anyone's going taking pictures with their iPad, which is something. Um, but also they have a better front camera, which is super important with stuff like FaceTime. Yeah, I think that the key here is that you're adding more resolution and, and a better camera for um, the front-facing camera so that if you're on a conference call, that the quality of your video looks better, which is important. And then another thing that I love on my iPad Pro it comes with center stage. Center stage is, it's a game changer. Because when you're on FaceTime calls or Zoom calls or anything, you will never get out of the frame unless you like walk out of the room. But it's great because you don't have to move over or adjust anything. It'll just focus onto your face. But another thing that I wish they would change is the camera on pretty much all iPads is on the side. And you don't look at the side camera. You look at the screen. And if it was a top, if if the camera was on top of the iPad, then that would probably be a better option because they'd be like, oh, he, they're looking at me, not looking away from me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's one thing I wish Apple would fix about their iPads. But the camera improvement on the um. Front is a great thing. So remind me, what is the price of the iPad Air? Do you, can you remember? I'm pretty sure it starts at 800 which is pretty good saying that it... Um, Actually, no. No, 600 Wow. Yeah. So one thing that's great about the price of these is um, they start a lot lower than the iPad Air. But I mean, the, the iPad regular, the iPad. They start. I mean, the iPad Pro. I'm yeah. talking about because if you're if you're in 
the look for a better iPad, you want either iPad Air or iPad Pro or the iPad Mini, which is still a great option for travel and stuff like that. But so, so like for me, the iPad Air would be great for business. I mean, I can do productivity. I've got a top-notch camera for you know remote calls that I have to do or video conferences that I have to do. I'm not a creator. So I don't need the, you know, the processing power for video or pictures or anything like that. So this looks very attractive to me. Um, so looking at this, a lot of people have talked about this. It comes in 64 gigabytes or 256. That is a huge gap. Because let's say, oh, 64, I don't know if that's going to be enough. But 256, that's a ton and it's what $150 more so there's nothing really there and if you're gonna choose to do 256 then you might as well um it the 256 gigabyte starts at 750 all right so we're gonna go a little bit real time here because yeah now that you've shown me this I have a little bit of a pause the reason why is because probably somewhere around 2010, 2011, I bought a laptop that had 256 gigabytes of capacity for the hard, hard, for the hard disk space. That was 12 years ago. So why, are, why isn't the capacity a lot longer, a lot bigger for the iPad Air? Because they want to keep the price down and also have the M1 chip in it. Could be. So what is the maximum storage for an iPad Pro? Two terabytes. Two terabytes. Okay, so then that gets definitely into the to the factor where most laptops are. So yeah. the iPad Air needs to be... You need to think about it as an iPad Air. A lightweight device. Not maybe a device that you're going to use for a lot of heavy storage or productivity, but a device that you're going to have on the go. It's great again for work, email, video, calendaring, um, some document storage, but it's not a device that you want to have necessarily for maintaining a huge amount of photos or videos or storage. Um, I, kind of disagree with that because I see it as more of a the difference between a MacBook and an iPhone which it's got a touch screen and then it's got all this stuff and it's got 256 but also you can just get an external hard drive. That's a very good point and Jacob and I tested this out um couple months ago. A couple months ago. So I've got a couple of external hard drives that are, um, what, a terabyte a piece? Yeah. And we were able to just plug that into his iPad and it just worked like, work perfect. Yeah. You can and just transfer just... your data. So, you know, it, it does involve a little bit more work and that you have to have another storage device and you've got to manage your data. Mm -hmm. But you, you can use this for, for, I mean, you can use this in conjunction with other high-performance storage devices to get the work that you need to done. Um, but another thing, looking at these storage options, 256, if you want 256, or if you think 64 isn't enough, let's just bump up to 256, you might be just considering an iPad Pro, which starts at 800, 
So for $50 more, you probably got um, a better, better cameras, better um, software, I'm pretty sure. I don't know, but <laughs> I should know this because I have an iPad Pro, but I don't have an iPad Air to compare. But if you were considering 256 for iPad Air, you might be just considering iPad Pro with 126 gigabytes. But it really just depends on what you need. If I was going to go iPad Pro, I'd go ahead and invest the money and get as much storage as I could. Two terabytes? I don't know about two, but at least a terabyte. A terabyte? Yeah. You think you would use that much? Yes. How much gigabytes do you have on your phone right now? Like, what, 32? (laughs) No, I have more than that. I think it's 256. Actually? I have no clue. Maybe it's like 64. I, I don't know. Check. How do I do that? Um, but yeah, dad's checking that. But the thing about the iPad is just the accessibility that it has. Like, if you want iPad Air, but you're going to do... I just checked. I do have 64 gigabytes of memory on my iPhone SE. Um, but I think the iPad Air is mainly just... It's competing against the iPad Pro. And things like the Apple Pencil and the Magic Keyboard just make it such a better device. Like, if you're going to buy an iPad Air, you probably should get the Apple Pencil or, um, and or Magic Keyboard. Because it makes it such an accessible device. iPad Pencil obviously makes it great for artists and for note taking. Note taking on this device is amazing. Um, I personally work out some math problems on this every once in a while, and that's great. But then also the Magic Keyboard can turn it more into an accessible device for a computer. Typing and documents and stuff like that is just great. Well, it turns it more into a laptop, which is kind of cool. Which really depends if you were to do um, add Magic Keyboard and add, um, Apple Pencil, you, it depends. That would probably add up more than getting, let's say, a MacBook Air. But even though it adds up more, you've got, you know, the Apple Pencil and Magic Keyboard, which you can't have on things like the MacBook. Yeah. But, yeah, the iPad Air is really fascinating when it comes to iPads because I feel like it's the iPhone I feel like it's the iPhone SE of iPads um so yeah that was our episode for um for today (laughs) kind of um but that's our episode on the iPad Air next is let's see um our next thing to talk about Oh, we gotta talk about the studio. We're talking about the Mac Studio next. Yeah, and this is where I wish I was really rich. If I had a lot of money, this would be amazing. Okay. Well, we're gonna wait till the next episode and then we'll talk about the Mac Studio. <laughs>